Um, we have surpassed the ninety thousand download mark. We are in fact at ninety point three thousand. So this is your job, listeners. You have to get us to ten thousand. We're not ten. Have you downloaded our entire library before? Do you have it saved to your offline library on your Spotify? Can you just press play on your Spotify and leave the house for the day? Do that. Cats love it. My cats rave about this podcast. I put on Bird YouTube on the TV, but I put that on mute, and then I just play Buckheap Radio in the background. Yeah. You give them that bird mail news, okay? And we will do something special when we hit 100,000. And if we don't hit 100,000, we're never doing anything special ever again. How special will it be? Probably not that special, but it'll be something. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it'll be a world tour. You don't know. I can't afford that. The pay. The pay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the funds. I'm going to suddenly, if we get a hundred thousand downloads, I'll suddenly turn on ads for on Spotify. We'll see what we can get. <laughs> Now's your chance. Download now. <laughs> Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 106, Assassin's Fate, chapter 21 through 24. And I'm Rachel, a rereader. Just I'm... delete Jenny's name oh. here. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Oh, so hard. <laughs> I'm going to delete me too. Let's start. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Eli, you're next. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, and I'm confused. You'll be missed, <laughs> Why Melissa. <did> we... <laughs> what happened? She's got a chapter, so Joey's going to have to read it. <laughs> the wine's kicking in. I can't explain what I do We anymore. should do a chapter <laughs> roulette. We should do a chapter roulette Ooh. sometime soon while we're in That'd the tail fun. end of this. Yeah, we've, yeah. Done that. we've done that before because somebody had to be do something, and then... I was out one evening i forget why i think i was ill i think i was dying from cramps and i had written my chapter recap but i was unable to physically partake and so you read my chapter that did happen okay i think we do have a six chapter section but it might be one of the last ones so maybe we could do a roulette for one of those so that we each write it and then we each have to do it yeah yeah do another one chapter roulette so first up is oh go ahead I was going to say we should do a lot of GIFs for, for that, just so it's extra. Extra hard to listen to in an audio yeah, format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could, though, we could post at the same time that we post that episode. We could give access to the Google Doc that is our notes, and you can just have it as read only, and then they could see the GIFs and read the script along. With oh, us. that would be fun. You could see, you could see how the sausage is made. Tell us if you like that. That sounds awful. Keep that sausage out of here. <laughs> I'll change the I'll change the Walton Sea to the Sausage Sea yeah, or something. You can see our, our cursor parking lot. It's real cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Crash leaving because you said Sausage Sea. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's left. 
She's, She's getting up and going. Nobody <laughs> wants that sausage. Okay, first up, corrections, omissions, announcements. First announcement, I'm very sorry that episode 105, our last episode, was late. Uh, as of this recording, I still haven't edited it. Uh, so hopefully it will go up soon. It, I just, you know, airports, the hubris. The... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking JetBlue. <laughs> We're naming Jet names. Blue. We are Lobbyists. naming names. <laughs> Don't shy away. <laughs> I what's the TikTok where it's like I can't even speak the name of the vampire. I can't. His name was fucking JetBlue. They have you, gone Jet to Blue? the dark side. They were my beloved, and now it no, seems they to be Eli a knows. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you Eli work for JetBlue and you're listening, what happened, what Eli? Happened? What happened to JetBlue? So we're sitting in the middle of a wedding reception, and. Uh, I don't know how you were notified, Rachel, but Rachel was notified that her plane was canceled. Um, And it was probably like, what, like five hours later before you had any idea what was going on. And it was just, you know, the plane was just canceled for no rebooking. No, No, it was just like, hey, you just live in Charleston now. I hope that's fine. Find somewhere to sleep. The sim was just trying to scramble everything. You're like, okay, new story. Yeah, it sucked. But we got home eventually. Uh did not sleep. Had to drive to the airport like a million times. And, you know, thanks to our friends for driving us around, feeding us, giving us a place to stay for that. Because JetBlue certainly didn't care. <laughs> so. Yeah, we got to spend, we got to spend uh, Greek Easter with an actual Greek. Yeah, we did oh, some. Oh, yeah, that's our, true. Our, 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 yeah. our friend you Pete. got the goods? <laughs> Our friend Pete, who was uh, not doing Greek Easter that year, (laughs) spent it with us. He cleared his schedule just for us. (laughs) Just for us. Um, And then our next announcement is that Jenny is on vacation. She's not on this episode. She's in Greece. uh, And in her honor, we are drinking drinking a cocktail that I found on the internet called Be My Uzo. uh, B for B and Uzo for Jenny being in Greece. And it's actually pretty good, so I'll share the 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 cocktail recipe on instagram if you like that um we're basically yeah, so food hope, bloggers now yeah yeah that's right hope you're having hope you're having fun in greece jenny okay write a story about it um did you guys like already have the ingredients for this cocktail or did you have to like scramble to the store to get the ingredients for this cocktail because like i like ouzo is not something i keep on my shelf uh, no, we had to buy it. Oh, okay. Joey had I'm to impressed. go get it. I feel like we didn't get that recipe until like 3 o'clock, and then you guys hustled and were able to go and get all the ingredients and make it. I hustled. I did that. Uzo sent a PR box. Uh, and then finally, announcement. There is a magical rainbow pigeon. Uh, listener Anne sent us this article about uh, these rainbow pigeons, and they are amazing. I'm going to – it's called a pink-necked green pigeon. They just start and... listing the colors that the pigeon is. I mean, it, this is truly... We gotta find out like pigeons. a fucking Lisa Frank poster, and it's a live bird. It's pigeon cast. I, this this pigeon may convert me to pigeons. This is the best thing I've ever seen. So I'm going to put a picture of this amazing bird up on our Instagram as well if you want to look at this rainbow pigeon. But so also post the for... other rainbow pigeon, because I feel like the other one was oh, the real one derpy and real cute. Yeah. Okay. Wait, why why did we get pigeon why did we get that? Bird mail. Because we 
bird mail. Oh, bird you mail. Heathen. We we have we have so much to talk about with pigeons. Do we? Yeah, I thought we were gonna throw down. What happened? No one cares anymore. <laughs> we're, t- we're tired, Joey. Everybody's very tired. <laughs> Joey's a bird expert, and he missed all of the bird mail stuff from the previous books. So now he wants to talk about birds. Now, but... now you want to talk about birds. All right, I got to move us on to mail so that we're you. not doing this episode until <laughs> in the morning. Um, Our first on. piece of mail comes from, oh, Post Jenny. Greetings from Greece. Oh, that's cute. And... <laughs> It says, I do not know if my text got through, but I have some rote relevant street art from Greece for you all. And there's a series of pictures. There's one that is that is another. Um, some rain oh, wilders, yeah. some pictures of uh, of um, I think this is supposed to be like Bangtown, maybe or Jamelia. And then uh, a lot of bees. So I'll post these as well. We miss you, Jenny. Thank you for sending us bird mail. <laughs> And then we also got an email from listener Christine uh, titled episode 103. It says, OMG, I am dying at the 30-ish minute mark in episode 103. Alyssa distinctly says porn of view character instead of point of view character. (laughs) And only Joey clocks it by quietly repeating it in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't stop giggling. Alyssa says that word. And I'm the only one who clocked it. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of y'all. I'm drunk it's not like that. she said sent Alyssa, off. just so you guys can know, has turned beet red while we've been talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I no, forgot no, where we were at. Another round. Another this round is like Alyssa's entire Alyssa's entire brand was just destroyed by this one comment, <laughs> by this one slip up, you know? Like <laughs> she's crying i don't remember it i don't remember it never happened never happened happened. i'll just delete my name from all the other ones (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna change your name we're gonna have a new new host i have to start a new identity i gotta move somewhere crazy like indiana (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy All right. Well, Alyssa, that was your chance to prove. prove (laughs) Yeah, let me uh, make sure I don't have anything else hidden here for myself in my summary. (laughs) Clean it up. (laughs) I can't. All right. I'm not crying. Chapter 21. It's not even time to cry yet. We're under sale. Uh, We open with a television screen. Oh, weird. There is static at first, but the picture fades in. It's a chair in a very dim room. Shade sits in it. His face is tired, stern even. He stares directly into our eyes, addressing the audience. Fitz is not stupid. We do have earthquakes, and they are very, very scary. Stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) at dawn the next day the dragons scoot out of the party without saying bye to anyone and that's goals brashen and fitz are looking out at vivacia sailing under the ascending dragons and marveling at 
how Vivacia is following the dragons to Others Island when Brashen comes and slaps Fitz on the back and says, why don't you make yourself fucking useful? <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Bridesmaid stories unrelated. This was once said to me at a bridal shower. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here comes Kennetson, Prince of Pirates. Althea looks grim. Brashen is chill. Paragon Jr., my firstborn, says the ship. Sorcor is part of the character cameo parade because we were all missing him, I know. Quote, I packed your sea bag. What a contribution. <laughs> that was a picture. We'll put that on Instagram, too. <laughs> it's always funny, yes. Um... Here we see Kennetson acting pretty entitled. Boyo goes to pick up and carry his sea bag, and Brashen says, Boyo, drop it. And if I wasn't picturing Boyo as a well behaved golden retriever before, I am now. <laughs> Brashen adds, If you aren't up to carrying your shit, maybe a prince will do it. And Fitz, completely missing the nuance of the conversation, goes, Yeah, sure, I'd be delighted. Kennetson is embarrassed and yelly. Who could possibly predict that he'd go through some speedy character development just in the next few pages? <laughs> Fitz goes to sit with the fool and get some book-touching time in. <laughs> During this, they talk about B not being dead, and the fool insists over and over that his dreams are meaningful. I guess Fitz forgot the last few trilogies, but okay. Uh-oh, caught. Spark walks in on them, holding hands, and Fitz lets go, panicked. <laughs> Best part of the chapter. I, Motley joins the crew. Pun. You're welcome. <laughs> With a new fashion statement, a beak tipped in silver. Per asks her how oh, she yeah. got it, like a concerned parent whose child tried a weed. And Motley replies, he be, hell yeah, he be, blaze it. <laughs> In an almost complete sentence, Motley demands an audience with Paragon, the ship. Oh, did you want to find out what they say to each other? Too bad. Instead, Fitz goes on about how hard it is to work aboard a ship, because we don't know about that yet in these books. One night, Spark wakes Fitz to bring him to an Amber meeting, where they discuss how they're going to infiltrate Claris and find B. The days go on, and Fitz observes that Amber's skin is darker than the fool's had been, but lighter than Lord Golden's. Fitz goes down to nap in his hammock when he is skill-phoned by Nettle. And Fitz asks after Shade and creates an absolute disaster. Shade is screaming into the phone call. And we hear noises of him having to be contained, quote. And it jars Fitz directly out of reality, where he is able to be reached by B in irreality, I assume. This finally gives him the evidence that he needs to know that she's alive. Which is interesting, because earlier he remarked that if he thinks of this as a rescue mission instead of a suicide mission he'll quote lose focus or maybe even eat something or play fetch with boyo <laughs> fitz runs to tell the fool the news that he already knew and gets an earful of amber chewing him out for not believing in her dreams when his life has literally been saved by their prophecies multiple times 
Fitz decides that Amber just doesn't understand him and walks away. Amber yells, yeah, you'd better run. And Fitz yells back, I'm walking. <laughs> Spark comes to Fitz in the dead of night and confesses that Amber has dreamt of his death and has not told him, referring to Fitz as the son. Fitz says, man, don't worry about it. He says that all the time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So Shade's phone call. <laughs> oh my god. Fitz, my boy. Fitz, oh. my boy. Come on in, the water's fine. Cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> He's like surfing on the Skill River. Yeah. Whoa, what up? Everyone's like, oh my god, stop him, stop him. And he's like, you guys are harshin. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> harsh, harsh. Get Hebe in here. Hebe yeah, would get it. More like a Hebe like is a an excellent whirlpool. name for like a strain of weed, by the way. <laughs> Hebe is weed? Like, it, that's a good name for like a, you know, like, give me some Hebe. I need like I need a hang ten smoke some Hebe. <laughs> when you go into your perfect... When you go into your perfectly legal local dispensary, you can ask for a Hebe edible. It's totally legal, bro. Yeah. Sparkling Hebe. Dirty soda shop. Sparkling Hebe is a different strain. Uh Some Hebe. Some CBD Hebe. CBD Hebe. CBD Hebe. CBD Hebe. Oh, no. This isn't content. Yes, it is. It is the best. It's the best. Concept. All right. So I think it's nice that we got a little check in with that old. We didn't forget that uh, Fitz's best daughter still exists, still doing everything on her own with no help from dad. And again, I salute you, Nettle. You're the best. Go Nettle. She just got she just deserves to have an adventure, you know? Yeah. Having babies an adventure. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little. Dis- I'm also confused because how the fuck old is she? Like, Fitz 45. is 65, but he, sh- but, but she had 40, her when he 48. was 19. Stop doing math. Okay. So it's you know some numbers. She's 43 years old. It's a geriatric. It's a skill pregnancy. It's they a geriatric can, pregnancy. It's geriatric for sure because you're geriatric after the age of thirty-five. They're skilling her. Maybe she is also using the skill much in the way that Shade did to keep herself to give herself some that some of that you know. That is not her vibe retinol. at all. You don't think so? No. Not a I, chance. Not a chance. Maybe she doesn't know she's doing it. All right. Like Fitz, Fitz doesn't know he's doing it. He's doing it. But he was healed. <laughs> yes, but all they did was autopilot. They did like an auto run of his "Make Yourself Young Forever" program. He's like he's like seventy years old, and he looks. 38. Um, also, Motley now has a silver beak. So can we talk about Motley? I know that Jenny's not here. Do you have yeah. any theories? What the hell? 
Is Motley a dragon in a bird's body? Motley's getting Can smart. animals eat the skill and it doesn't kill them? Does this Can car have four-wheel drive? I don't know. <laughs> Does she like honestly like can can animals also be elderlings? Can we have like evolved birds and as I long as they're I don't see why servants? not. I mean, humans are animals. So I don't know why we think we're so goddamn special all the time. Maybe it's like the all the sentient animals, so like elephants, dolphins. Oh my gosh, can you imagine an elephant elderling? If yes, you can be wit bonded. Stunning. If a human can be wit bonded to an animal, why couldn't a dragon? Oh, you think that Hebe and Motley are wit bonded? <gasps> oh shit! Maybe. That's crazy. I wonder Haven't what Haven't you read this book before? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be. Very this is all I ever think I... about when I talk to you guys. I'm like, but wait, he's read this before. <laughs> Haven't I have literally no idea what's going on with Molly. Like I will take any and all theories because I don't it is a thing that I have not figured out yet. And I It would totally make sense if they were whip bonded though. And it then does. Hebe was like, I want to Because she's be not my interested in whip bonding with Fitz, right? She's right. like not interested in you, pesky human. Which, I need like, a way good honor. She has good judgment. So she gets to whip bond with a dragon, or did she whip bond with Raps? No, not Rapscal. Just Hebe, ew. Right? Why would you even say that? <laughs> not happen. Maybe I guess dragons are cool enough that they can have multiple. Like, well, I guess no. She's not really whip bonded to her elderling. That's just her servant. Yeah. Oh, see, I feel like if Red Eyes were alive, he'd be like, "Wait a goddamn second. <laughs> We can have servants and wit partners. Like, we can do all these things. I feel like most dragons would probably have no interest in a wit bond, but Hebe is a little different. Yeah. A little more, a little more human. Yeah, there's something, some, because she basically had to get some of her, like, missing chromosomes from a human, right? She's a Jurassic Park dragon. Sort of. You know, like, she came out sort of malformed, and then she had to, like, learn how to be a dragon from people. Like, they taught her to fly and stuff, right? Right. Like, run down this hill, Hebe! You can do it! <laughs> Jump off this bridge, Hebe! <laughs> and she would. She, she did. did. She just did She'd it. She'd do anything. She'd do a weed. <laughs> <laughs> She, yeah, that's what that's what that's what Motley did. Hey, brings like a, just like a little blunt to the dragon. It's like I got something. You want to try it? Give me silver. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that what you desire. I don't know Which why that made the me ability, think of that. the ability to change your change your appearance at will so that's an interesting thing i don't think we've ever seen i mean we've seen people keep themselves young with the skill but we have not seen them like change i mean i guess we have with amber and carving paragon's face but like people living fleshy people have not suddenly just done plastic surgery on themselves i guess the elderlings are that yeah, that's, I guess that's what the elder ones are. That's bad plastic surgery. That's the episode of botched Kelsinga. 
this is a good theory. I'm comfortable with it. This is the best theory I've heard so far. Because up until yeah. this point, I'm like, is Motley a person stuck in a bird? That was that my running theory. Thing. I really it's didn't like that thing. theory. But no, I didn't like it either because Robin Hobbit spent four books telling us that that was bad. Yeah, and birds so. are better than humans and would never do that. Which is what Especially if they're rainbow pigeons. Right? Can we replace the horrible pervert birds with the rainbow pigeons? Whatever. Joey, I, I think we that. have established that crows are amazing and I really need you guys to appreciate them more. No, I do appreciate them. There, we were sitting out on the backyard of our friend's house and there was this really annoying like chickadee or something and this crow came and was like go fuck go fuck yourself get out of here and it left and i was really appreciative of it it was like you're annoying <laughs> i'm i'm so offended crow by this entire King. conversation you're you're <laughs> pro crow but then you're going to trash a chickadee i don't know what the hell <laughs> <kind of laughs> <crow> it was <laughs> it was loud it was a loud, annoying bird. That was probably the cardinal. Oh, it was the cardinal? Cardinal yeah. zones are my favorite. No, it was so loud, actually. It wouldn't it shut up. You, you want to know a shitty bird? A shitty bird is a blue jay, okay? That's a shitty bird. If you're going to sit here and talk shit about a bird, pick a blue jay. Just swap out your story. Say the crow drove away a blue jay. I'm with you 100%. I don't, I don't think it was a blue jay. They're terribly... Just go with it. They're horribly <laughs> aggressive. They'll, like, peck apart other birds. They're awful. Oh, all right. They're the manliest birds. Very <laughs> territorial. <laughs> I shoo, right, I shoo away we... blue jays in my yard. Oh, I thought you had blue jays living in that little house in your backyard. Um, No, man, those are blue Arf. birds. Blue birds. Arf. Stunning, gorgeous creatures. R.I.P. Mrs. Bluebird and her babies. Aren't Aww. blue jays corvids? They are corvids, aren't they? Look they they look like it. I would think so. They that means they're corvids. smart. Sorry. That means that they deserve Sorry. skill. Oh, of course. So now we love blue jays, but we hate chickadees. I well, you know what? You should know they're assholes because they're blue. The ch- I'm not going to win with this crowd. I'm going to get some juice before I do my part. Beautiful blue Okay, jays. I put our blue jays, and the first thing is our blue jays blue. Come on, people. Oh, they're beautiful. I mean, they have some blue in them, but they are not just blue. That's why bluebirds. Bluebirds are stunning. They're that beautiful sky blue. They got a little bit of like the color on their chest. They're just yes, the they're corvids. Little... Indigo bunnings oh are the God. best blue colored bird. I mean, come on. Which ones are? Indigo buntings. Indigo buntings are very cute as well. I know you know what that is. I, I do know what it is. I mean, that's a very generic looking bird, Joey. That's like uh-uh, the kind of bird uh-uh, you find uh-uh, on uh-uh, uh-uh. You have not seen one of these fuckers in real I'm life. They at a are like, they are like sky jewels. Sky jewels. It's just a blue ass bird. Are you under their it's glamour. Blue ass, like blue. <laughs> yeah, they're, but they they're like a blue. really blue blue. They're like a cerulean blue. They're like it's... yeah, they're absurdly blue. Yeah. They will, oh, so, okay, they will so fuck some members your eyes. of the BKR crew are turning in their applications to be elderlings with this They episode. will fuck your eyes. They are so Also, blue. if you are really into birds, uh, Cornell has an amazing ornithology app that will let you listen to like the songs of birds. You can look them all up. It's really, you should get it. Um, it has so much data. If you, it has so much data that you have to like put in the region that you want it for because it's just like an abundance, but it's really amazing. And if you know you're just casually trying to memorize bird songs in your bed at night when you're sleeping alone with your cats, then that's something you should maybe pursue. <laughs> All right, what else is going on? What else is going on? Um, 
So is this the chapter where where uh, Lant is like, I don't like this guy? No, Are that's we my chapter. About chapter t- Are we oh, still? Let's move on. It's been an hour. Oh my god, it's been thirty <laughs> minutes. Joseph, you were the one who needed extra time. Do not get sassy. I didn't with us. need extra time. I just spent too much. We we talked about it. We talked no, about we the chapter. No, we, we didn't. didn't. Do you have an issue with my chapter? No, I like your chapter, <laughs> Alyssa. I like you. There wasn't I enough just, porn been... in it. It wasn't. Oh it wasn't. You just didn't take the right point of view. You know. We have like, to talk about. We have to talk about Fitz's inability to truly internalize the fact that the fool is a prophet, and he is a catalyst, and that he is the unexpected son. Maybe. I don't know. He seems to believe it when it's convenient to. Right. Yeah. It's like he starts out with it's like, oh, I didn't actually believe you that he was alive. But also, oh, fool says I die all the time. And even if I die, I come back. So it's fine. We've conquered death together one too many times for me to fear it now. I don't know. But I am sad that Amber is not is not really like finding that kind of connection with Fitz that I feel like if if Fitz I don't like her traveling together that we would get it's just it's just like oh robin why do you gotta do this why do you gotta make fitz not like amber and then we just barely get their interactions because they you know fitz doesn't like amber so we have to just deal with this animosity and this inability to have amber's kind of cuddling kind of shitty but i i i I said it from the start i said it from the start (laughs) i like amber (laughs) Amber's impulsive and like. Amber is the blue jay of the crew. Oh, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's just. I think at this point, it's hard to even say that like this Amber is the Amber that we met in the other books because it's like this like desperation to pursue this whole thing is just like all consuming Amber right now. So I feel like. Well, she's blind. She's in pain. She's, I think she's on a suicide mission. You know, yeah, like, for sure. I agree with all of those things. Yeah. I don't know why Fitz expects her to just like, why can't you just be like the way that the fool was when we were 15? Why can't you just be that person? Well, are you the person you were at 15, Fitz? No. I mean, he might be a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We kind of saw saw this with uh, Lord Golden too. They yeah, had that throwdown fight. I like the fool. I don't like any of these other personas. I like the fool. Yeah, I mean, but that's because the fool does what Fitz tells him to do. Like, other than the fact that, like, the, I think the only time the fool had like the higher, like the upper hand was when Fitz w- had to like lay on his stomach for like two weeks. When he had a hole in his back, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's true, though. Like, the fool is so just, like, enamored by Fitz. And then the other ones are far more independent. And, like, the fool's also more entertaining because there, you know, there's the jokes and the wit, the cutting wit. You know, I mean, I, I guess Lord Golden was also witty, but in, like, a far meaner, more urbane way. That upper echelon snooty way. Yeah. Yeah. Waspy. All right. 
Ashley, do you want to take us to chapter 22 since... Yeah, here. I just Apparently, we bit. can't. I'll go back into the action here. Let me get you in the good spot. I want to see those hands talking. They're gonna not, they're gonna hit the cord that's connected, and I'm just, it's all gonna go crashing down. The tower of bubble water cans I have sitting next to me, everything. Uh, chapter twenty two is the butterfly cloak. There are content warnings um, for rape, but I gloss over it. Um, so we, I mean, rape and trauma and abuse and all of the things. It's just like a big shitty pile. So we open with an entry from Bee's live journal recalling a time when the evil wasps dared to attack her for no good reason. So Big Mama Molly attacked the wasps for a very good reason while yelling, you fuck with Bee, you fuck with Bee, and pulling the trigger on her flamethrower. That's when Bee knew her mom had that sweet, sweet assassin's rage. Hold on to your butts because this chapter is a downer. Paragon has decided he most certainly knows exactly how to get to Clara's from memory. It's this way, he says, pointing blindly up and down and all around. A new crew member, quite the navigator, nods in affirmation after holding her finger up to a clear night sky and playing that game where you close one eye and the star's on the left of your finger, but you close your other eye and the star's on the right of your finger. Yes, definitely this way, she says. Boat life is a real snooze, and sometimes they don't have enough wind to make the boat sail, so they all blow really hard at the same time. And then other times, Clef wakes up the sleepy wind by playing wagon wheel on his pipe. <laughs> Pear almost loses his leg um, to a splinter, but Althea knows herbs, so he's okay for now. And then one night, Lance spills the tea. Kenneth, son of rapist, has the hots for spark, and Lance is simply <laughs> seething with jealousy. Fitz, shockingly, gives sound advice. Don't intervene. Do not try to be the hero when Spark hasn't asked for one. She can fend for herself. Begrudgingly, Lant lets it go. Allegedly. TBD on that. <laughs> uh, then Fitz almost immediately doesn't take his own advice, which, of course. Um, yeah, so Fitz has really taken to his nighttime invisibility strolls in the butterfly cloak. And one night, Paragon louds him out. He's like, yo, dude, I know you're there. Stop being a creep. And they start chatting, and Fitz can't help but notice just how damn good looking that boat is chef's kiss (laughs) he tells paragon that running away from home might seem cool but in reality it's not trust me i know you're making a mistake and paragon reminds him that he's running away from home to turn into not one but two dragons so he feels pretty confident (laughs) it will be awesome as hell to not be a slave (laughs) shut up human you're dumb Next to them, Kenneth's son is snoozing with his favorite creepy medallion around his neck, and Fitz thinks this is a great time to talk about him to the ship. I always like to talk about people directly to the side of their face and their back at the same time. It's efficient. (laughs) Fitz implies that he's worried Kenneth's son of rapist may force himself on Spark, and Paragon reminds Fitz that his name is just Kenneth's son. He does not carry the memories of his father because Paragon took one for the team and took them all. And we get some disturbing recaps of the horrors that Kenneth endured. The uh, We learn the story of how Paragon went blind, the death of Egrot, and almost death of Paragon, except Paragon couldn't drown, so he just floated home and was beached alone for a long, long time. Paragon says, when I go as dragons, it will all go with me. So despite him being a bit manic, he's good at heart. Kennetson wakes and laments the years with Paragon that he lost. Uh, he asks Paragon to leave him when he turns to dragons, and the ship says yes a little too quickly for Kennetson's liking. <laughs> Will you visit me? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me check my schedule. So we all know what that means. Fitz leaves these two behind and goes to the fool's cabin. Fool is training for, training for the Buck National Gymnastics team by brushing up on his kip-ups. 
He falls on his face and declares, nailed it. Fool thinks spending time with a serial killer was a dangerous choice on Fitz's part, but is more paranoid that the snatched figurehead spilled the tea on his dreams. Alas, Fitz just learned about Kenneth's past. What monsters humans are. I'd rather be a wolf. Me too, says Fool. Fool decides it's time to kiss and make up, so he apologizes for all the grumpy grumps lately. He just didn't like not being heard. But enough about us. What about B? How is she after you skill yelled at her to get the fuck out that time? No dice, says Fitz. Can't find her. And Shade's trolling around like a methy skill ghost, so it's better she stays away anyways. How about you, fool? How about those dreams? Oh, those? Well, I suppose we both die. Again. Fool confesses that not spilling his dream guts out to someone is making him crazy. It's got at least he has to at least write it down, but he can't do that because he's blind and all. And anyways, the bad guys are going to know that we're coming because and the fool says that they're fucked. So it's all just really optimistic and great. Fitz makes a dad joke about being blind and I cringed. Uh, but fool gets him back by telling him that he drowns in darkness, in cold seawater, in blood. Fitz is disappointed as he'd preferred to die by freezing to death. But I guess we can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> so Fitz asks Fool how he will die How he will die And he replies that's the worst part I think I lived through it And I caught it, I caught it, I caught it um, And what about B? Well, B is a little different She's got lots of paths And I think she's just going to scorch the earth like a badass And then just like free everything that she can So all hail our little scorcheress All hail B uh, Fitz asks if there's any other dreams he should know about, and we get a fun little ditty. The trap is the trapper, and the trapper is trapped. Do with that what you will. These two lovers wrap things up for the night, friends again, and Fitz decides she sh- he should try a little skilling. The current is calm, and immediately we are bombed with the horrible news from Nettle. Our dear sweet Methy friend. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's so sad. You can't cry after saying Methy friend. <laughs> it was a good Methy friend. <laughs> I had a methy neighbor and they were quite nice. Our dear sweet methy friend, that scandal, that tramp, Shade has died. He's been subdued by Delvinbark to protect everyone during his last days, and they kept Shine away from him as well, so he died alone clutching a burp message from Lant. He died old and smiling, as we can all only hope to go. Oh Shade. <laughs> it's just so sad. <laughs> The odd thing is, I did not cry while I was reading about it. I just cry when I read when I read what I wrote about reading. So, anyways, Fitz lets Nettle know that he made contact with B, and that she's still alive, and they sail the mighty sea for revenge. So Nettle is going to tell Elianya because she's been <laughs> Jonesing to fuck some shit up on behalf of B for a while. So if you're not, yep. the backup troops will be right behind you by about a month or so. <laughs> <laughs> They say goodnight, and Fitz tries one more time to find B in the skill current, but to no avail, so he settles for crying himself to sleep instead. Okay, so before we talk about Shade, I want to talk about this kind of, like, flash, you know, in the last chapter that Fitz got to sense B, and then B's like, holy shit, Dad, you didn't forget about me, because up until this point, she's just kind of like, oh, they're not even looking for me, they think I'm dead, or kidnapped, and no one cares about me, you know. But then he, like, skill pushes her, right, to get her out of the past. So she thinks she's literally being rejected. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's thought that she was rejected all this time. So for her, that's just confirmation of, like, fuck off. I don't give a shit about you. 
But if she thinks about it, he told her to run. He didn't say, like, fuck off. He said run away. Yeah, so... but she's also a little kid. So, and she's in... Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering what what Wolffather would think about this if she had a conversation <clears throat> with him about it. Which I feel like we need a little bit more night eyes. So I am. We do, looking... but she can't let her guard down. She can't talk to him because the fucking Vindelier. So let's stab him in the face and load up Wolffather. That's what we need. That should be the plan. I think when I, I when I learned that um, D had talked uh, that they had uh, that Fitz had. T- contacted b i was like in the kitchen doing dishes and i just went like <gasps> like like blink and matrix reloaded when like neo beat up a bunch of agents or something just went yeah <laughs> it must have been really i'm glad no one saw that and then immediately like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then immediately like Ooh. but he needed to do uh, it because shade would have gone full fucking clown like it would not have been good yeah, no, she would have been burnt out just like August. That's what he said. So, yeah. shade hurricane. Um. So you know, at least we know that B has confirmation that, you know, that once you find someone once, it's easier to find them in the skill again. So hopefully they will be able to make contact. And Fitz definitely knows she's alive, which he was a little like iffy about for some reason. So. I mean, I guess he's always used the skill like that. Like, people aren't real if they're not, if you can't find them in the skill. So it's probably just second nature for him. So Shade, once again, Robin Hobb has given us a main character death off screen. I don't... Yeah, not cool. I don't appreciate it. She did this with Burrich, and now Shade. Yeah. Um... Which sucks, frankly, but I, you know, I, guess I really that's thought realistic. that Shade was gonna like crack the code on the skill current and like maybe he still does. Maybe he sends something later from the current. Oh, like, have, like uh, Obi Wan Kenobi skill ghost kind of thing? Yeah, because he's just like, they're not listening to me. Like, I, there's the, all the power. And it's like, well, it could just be the meth talking, but he might actually be onto something. Yeah, but they'd given him Delvin Bark, so he couldn't access it when he was dying. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying, is I thought, like, plotline-wise, that we were going to get something more out of it. Yeah. Not just like, like, nope, we we numbed him, and then he died. I get, like, why, like, like that one part where she's like, they're having seizures, we have to give him the Delvin Bark, they're having seizures. It's like, you know, like... (laughs) Like, they could see how they would shoot it. It's, like, just a lot of blurriness and, like... Like a medical drama? Yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah, like watching ER or something. <laughs> I mean, I did, I've seen it on Grey's Anatomy before, so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like the that the giving Elf Bark or Delvin Bark to a skill user should be a crime. Because you're you're cutting them off from the from something that actually maybe keeping them alive like in shade's case so yeah. like i understand why they did it because he was endangering people but the, like they should have found a better away. way yeah give them elf bark like not the people who are currently you know in such a it's like you're giving chemo to the wrong people <laughs> like yeah i don't know i i understand why she did it and i i mean i don't obviously we know that i love nettles so i don't really blame her but I mean, she I, was I put in a very challenging thing. position and did what she thought she was 
what she thought was the right thing to do, but we also get how guilty she feels in these chapters as well. Like she doesn't feel good about what she did and she feels very badly no. that he, you know, died alone and I gotta I gotta juice up again. Yeah, and she's like she immediately she's just like, Oh dad or da as they say. And like that part's really sad and, and you know, he's like, I'm really glad you have riddle and it felt like a little bit like of a a goodbye to them too where it's like that part of my life is now over like i am no longer connected to these people and and like you know she's just further isolating fits from you know i've said i've made this you know this comparison before like this is his party right like when you play a video game and you or D or something and you're you're gathering your party to fight the boss like he's losing some of the more powerful members of his party and, you know, at the same time, like, Althea and Brashen are not super happy with him because, again, as they've said a thousand times, you've ruined our way of life and our income stream. <laughs> it's like, you know, the algorithms change all the time, Althea. You're just going to have to adapt. Yeah, yeah. he's going into this this crazy, probably suicide mission, and it, you can see all the ties getting cut with everything else. Yeah. It's, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with his, that that, like coronation or i guess it's not a coronation but like they made him a prince and he got that party and it felt really good but you knew it was kind of like they're like it's like saying farewell to things closure you're not famous anymore (laughs) yeah you're just yeah no i think you're right he because we're expecting him this is a fantasy novel and i think she's subverting the expectation that there's always an ace in the hole right like Daenerys has dragons like she always has you know there's always something that the main character has a magical power a special destiny that's going to get them through and like Fitz's Fitz's possibilities are narrowing like to to use probably what the fool is seeing with this dream that he keeps dreaming of Fitz's death where instead of many possibilities it's just death and we know that the more they dream something the more likely it is to come true yeah so his his Obi One Kenobi is dying just nine movies in. Right, exactly. <laughs> but he doesn't have like a special destiny. He's just like, well, Yoda's dead. Obi Wan Kenobi's dead. The Death Star killed Han Solo. Like, what do you got? <laughs> you got one X wing and R two D two. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I've got to be honest. When it for I was reading these the first time. I thought that Shade was going to die so many times throughout all of yep. these stories that by the time he actually died, I was like, oh, no, he's not going to die. Like I had I that it, it, it did hit hard. But because I was like, oh, no, he can't die because I thought he's got to he be like 100 die. at least. Yeah, it's like having like a grandparent who's been through like, you know, 12 fates fades with death and like you're yeah. actually like well they're 97 <laughs> you know it just it's like wow okay it's almost like you got used to it emotionally to the point where when it actually happened you were sort of like god <laughs> but it did happen off screen too which took some put pull i mean away. but the thing is is like the dynamic that that shade had it was also different in this instance because he had spark right and he, or not spark shine and he was like oh this is you know she loves me more than everyone else she's the only one i trust and then we also have lance perspective that's his father that he barely knew that he never got to know and like that echoes kind of like how fitz was when he was growing up and never knew chivalry and it's just like oh you know the traumas they continue generationally 
but it's not just all about Fitz in that moment, right? Like it's Fitz spent like the first trilogy being sad on his own, whereas this trilogy, you see how like his sadness is actually part of like a larger group of people. And I don't, I don't know if he really is his internalized thought, you know, like, it's like, you have a family, you have people that love you, you have more to live for than just this vengeance quest, which I believe in, because, you know, fuck these people, but <laughs> I don't know. There's other possibilities. Word. Word. All right, and... Also, uh, we have the whole Kenneth apology, Kenneth apologist section, uh, where it's just like, well, he's not so bad, you know, some really terrible things happened to him, and, uh, you know, it's fine. It's like, all right, well, shut up, Paragon. <laughs> yeah, I think Paragon was right, though. There was a part that I didn't cover in my recap where Fitz is like, well, don't you think that Kenneth's son should know all of these horrible things that his father went through? And Paragon's like, no, like, I don't think he needs to relive his dad's trauma through, like, all of our, the, or his memories. And yeah, because he knows that he'll just apparently perpetuate it, because that's what they do. That's what humans do. So he's trying to stop the cycle. But I also don't think that it necessarily means he would perpetuate it, but I do think it would be traumatizing to hear all of that in general. And it's like, right, that's. Well, yeah. I think Paragon is a little bit more negative because he has a very specific... He doesn't have all human history. He just right. has, like, four generations of people, and they were all shitty. <laughs> so I think his I, data says it will be bad. Yeah. I, what, look. what I got out, out of that is that Paragon was hinting that maybe it was mental illness or something incomprehensible that was driving a lot of Kenneth's decisions. Something that you're not gonna you're not gonna get it. So what's the point? And right. Well, yeah. He you. was just saying like he was. Yeah. He's he's broken and yeah. And now I'm broken, but I chose to be broken so that he could he didn't have to be broken anymore. You know, whatever. But it's it's interesting that he points out like the dragons are gonna always have these memories. Like they're forever. They won't go away. So all future dragons in this lineage will hold these memories and under and maybe understand humans in ways that maybe humans wouldn't want to be understood yeah that's unfortunate that <laughs> it's that person it's like i don't know they're like digging up our tumblers in the right. future and yeah. it's like oh look at what we found this is what humans were like Right, they were awful. It's like, can't you put like Wintro in there or something? Like somebody yeah, made somebody art or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we also have all the um, people who died on the live ships, <laughs> don't we? If um... mm -hmm. that's true, there's other there's other live ships out there. Hopefully, hopefully, like those Taniras. They're they were nice folks. Everyone yeah. who died on Ring's Gold and then was eaten by the serpents and then like did did any get left behind or did they get all of them? Because seems like a lot. Some of them got left the behind, memories. but he, yeah, that's true. Wait, if you right. get eaten yeah. by a serpent, do you become part of the dragon? Maybe that's what's going on with Hebe. Yeah. Maybe Hebe's Hebe got some people in there. Messed up hero. Is yeah. that what happens what when you get eaten? If you get eaten by a serpent, are you become? Do you become? Do your yes. memories in it? I I bet it would only be if you had skill in your blood. 
Because the live ship is different. Like Isn't if you that how die the, the memories on the live are ship. But the people who don't have skill that die on the live ship are still absorbed. Go and on, then you're eaten around. by the serpents. And then the a serpents ser- go into the cocoons. And then they become the dragons. Like every cow Does they've ever all... eaten is in there. <laughs> yeah, but cows are dumb. So it's just like whatever. Um, it's like it's like are... I ate grass today. So who cares? Every... Unbelievable. <laughs> every tr- every flower that was ever accidentally like a, a lot of people being offended about their favorite animals in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> in the last episode, old, we did our heifer, best uh, New Zealand heifer like to eat red so flowers. That was interesting. We're an offensive podcast. We're just that's offensive. Why, that's why we're rated explicit. Is that why we haven't posted that episode? Vets, because yeah. we're starting to we're starting to backpedal on the accents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just literally haven't had Jeez. a chance to do it. Yeah, sure, sure. You better not sure. backpedal on those accents. They're sure, gold. Sure. She's like changing all of our accents back to the shitty American <laughs> voices that we have. She's doing yeah. crazy editing. I'm putting you guys all on the diva filter. <laughs> She's deep faking us. Uh, I do. So, what do we think it means that Robin Hobb felt it necessary to show us that the fool is training? The fool can do jumps. The fool can do half of can half of, half of can flip. the fool do jumps? Because I didn't see a successful jump in this chapter. <laughs> Badly, it's, it's the Iro gets buff in prison montage. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Iro gets buff in prison montage. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. You know, just taking a little bit longer. I don't know. I think yeah. I think the fool says, "I'm gonna get it. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna get it." I'm not going to eat shit every time. So maybe there's going to be a very important like backflip that's going to happen. One could like only a Matrix hope. dodge. Yeah. He's going to or... dangle from something like he was dangling from his bed and then he'll jump up after he falls from dangling and then he'll fall when he tries to get up. There's an incredible scene in the Scott Lidge books where there's these like outdoor elevators that like go up and down what are essentially high-rise buildings. And he disappears and no one can figure out where he went. And it's because he jumped out onto the top of the elevator and like did another flip and like didn't die. So maybe something like that will happen. For sure. I feel it. He's going to do that on one of those giant bone dragon heads on the tops of those towers. (laughs) Or they're going to all get stuck on the ladder (laughs) into Clarice. There's going to be some... happened in scotland keep (laughs) walking gentlemen bastards (laughs) kenneth's son everyone already treats him like shit i I think that land is being kind of dumb because i think that what's happening is that spark is just kind of like oh more than one dude thinks i'm hot cool i don't think that there's like an an actual but also you cannot get mad if you refuse to make a move but even that like spark might just want to keep him close because we keep our enemies close you know like maybe she's just trying to keep crafty yeah she's crafty she might just be keeping him in her pocket for later use of whatever spark would flirt oh yeah she's got to keep those skills up. she's a fucking hustler she's gonna do yeah she's gonna she's she's definitely girl bossing she's gonna sway those (laughs) hips when she walks can you help me around this rope not that rope the other she's definitely gonna she's definitely gonna kill rosemary and take her spot god willing we can only hope saw willing excuse me saw willing sorry 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 sorry, 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 sorry. eda and l willing eda and l willing yes eda and l willing dem gods willing 
Anything else in this chapter that we need to hit? I think that's good. All right. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for Joey to talk. Chapter 23 is selling white hot sunsets. I got it because I watched selling. selling. I had to watch it. Did you finish the season? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we did. I did. I finished. Watch it. We can can have a. Can that be our spoiler section today? We talk about. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Selling sunsets. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I have notes. I can miss a spoiler section. I'm gonna make you watch it. We're watching no, it as soon no, as I get no, there. All five no. seasons. Eli, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta push it out. You can't. You gotta just. There's male sing characters. He sat all... through a surprising amount of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, Joey said Vanderpump, Wait, Vanderpump was better. It was, and that would have been. Better. I would These argue the same. Yeah, assholes. I mean, I I agree with that because there's more content. This. Like yes. strictly from like just how much content there is. Like I mean, is... as villains go, that one girl with the bad the bad lip filler, she's that's much all much better. One. On Vander... The one on Vanderpump, yeah. the the insane one oh. with the terrible Stassi? haircut. Stassi, she, the girl who slaps no. everybody. Stassi, is Stassi. Stassi. No, the, the, no, the the evil. Oh, Kristen, Kristen Duty, the hunchback. Yeah, the one with the bad posture. Yeah, and the Kristen on her constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's a much better villain than Christine. Oh, yes. A thousand percent. Yep. Season Christine two. Really, she just really, like, crapped out this season. Christine, she, like, anyway. writes it was scripts pathetic. for herself and is a very prescribed crazy, whereas Kristen is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I can't wait method. to read her book. <laughs> she has Chelsea's book on a plane. Book? Oh, my. I'm, oh, yeah. They all have books now. I'm going to have to get I, that from the library yeah. because I'm not giving them my money. Yeah. Do not pay yeah, for it. Yeah. I rented it from the yeah, library. Yeah, yeah. Rented it from the library on the on a plane. And like, yeah, I can't wait. The librarian sighs as she checks it out to you. She's just like, <laughs> it was it was an ebook. So no one, no content. But that's when you, <laughs> that's when you like check out that book and then you get one on like physics or you know like yeah, something like, like really yeah a psychology book maybe yeah. so they think it's like mm-hmm. research was it yeah. as <laughs> awful as it sounds like it would be stassi's book yeah Did stassi right oh my god no ma'am all she of these was... books are ghost written <laughs> it was awful. they don't even lo- they don't even pretend like they're well like they're not ghost written they're like no this is the like on camera they're like this is my ghost writer she's so great she's writing my whole book it's for like, me and we just like no, talk it was on the phone once a week bad it was too bad. She wrote so it while sorry. she was on the show, and then, like, it's evident. And he was a fuckface, so I hit him. I am so <laughs> Why sorry don't you that I named this chapter that. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, go, go. Uh, One, two, three. Joey, go. Wrap this up quickly? Just, went... <laughs> let's wrap this up so we can talk about selling sunset at the end. Thank you. Yeah, yeah let's wrap up the podcast. Let's wrap up your chapter, Joey. Come selling on. Selling sunset sexing sunsets incredibly important chapter that we don't care about let's Mm go (laughs) hello clarice (laughs) Uh, that was funny hello clarice hello patty oh god wow uh this is a uh the the intro is a recap of the many 70 plus white hot dreams about the unexpected sun a shimmering one, two, or perhaps even three creatures, you probably know which three, foreboding shame before justice, the fall of corrupt Clarice, Dream 700-something by Dreamer Della. That's about uh, the doom. 
The Doom to Come, which we all know is coming. Welcome to Clarice. So white it could be described as Santorini-esque, which is apropos because it is was Greek Easter recently, and Jenny being in Greece, and therefore our uh, aforementioned theme drinks. Um, it's Greek. It's Greek cast. Um, there are... Opa! There are tents on rooftops for some reason. There are blocks of sparkling stone. It is probably quartz there are no trees or vegetation however but very many tall slender towers this chapter is full of colorful descriptions as we will get to Bee's believable yet feigned subservience to dwalia is working careful b if you practice this too much you will become a dreaded white collar worker b uh, fog boy <laughs> is <laughs> Desperately trying to skill burrow into her, but the, his magic is failing. Um, B ponders the sensation of heavy-heartedness, confused by how uh, he spurned her in the wake of Shade's skill hurricane. He being, of course, Fitz. Uh, she was also aware of Nettle's presence, uh, and the s the 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 thought of flee from Fitz. Um, and she tumbled back away into herself. Uh, that was that was B's sort of interpretation of events, um, and it's not it's not great because B's feeling very uh, very forgotten and very dismissed. Um, she wondered kind of how her future could possibly be in Claris, um, how that could work. Uh, she lobbed those thoughts of Indelier, of course, to deceive him. It seemed to work. Dwalia's luggage is fat with gifts from her captain douchebag lover. B leveraged her newfound standing in Dwalia's eyes and summoned the courage to ask her if she would be sad to leave Captain Douchebag. Um, after some silence, uh, she proudly admits admitted that sh- she uh, that she is a feminist first, um, but she would miss <laughs> him. Um, and then I thought for a minute, that's. You know, maybe it's nice. Maybe of all the faults that Claris probably has, maybe the patriarchy isn't one of them. Um, silver <laughs> Dwalia <lining>. pressures <laughs> silver lining here in Claris. <laughs> Dwalia pressures Fogboy to use his skill magic to get a meeting with the four, and we get insight into why uh, Dwalia the mediocre, uh, relying. Uh, relying on the talents of her subordinate uses uh, those talents to manipulate her, her own uh, people, her own associates, which is to say that Dwalia is, is probably nothing like maybe her station is such because she uh, has the talents of fog boy. And this is the first time it really occurred to me, which is kind of sad, but true. Um, but I didn't, it didn't, I didn't think, that Fogboy's skill would work on other other people in Claris for some reason, but sure enough, it seems like it that 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 was a necessary part of Dwalia's uh, comeuppance. Um, in vain, he tries to convince Dwalia that the reality of their situation does not exactly present them in the best light in front of the four, uh, and then she just ignores him. Um, while disembarking their their ship, uh, Vindy's fog magic fails, and Captain Douchebag catches a glimpse of Dwalia's true disgusting colors. Uh, <laughs> shortly after, Dwalia confronts Vindy on it, and he sulks that he takes a ton of power to make her not look hideous. 
um, and asks for remaining snake splooge uh, <laughs> to, to get his powers up. Um, on their way to the palace, <laughs> whatever it is, I don't know what it is. On their way to the palace, Vindy's skill magic is waning rapidly. Um, people are starting to notice how filthy and disgusting they are. And at some point, they decide to shed Dwalia's illegitimately earned gifts. Um, B notices that the alien way that Clara's folk dress. It is oddly modern, uh, w- full of, you know, dresses, spaghetti straps, there's uh, smocks. <laughs> And, and oversized belts. Mm, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call it cult punk. I don't know. It, to me, it's just, it's too culty. Sure. sure. And um, in general, B describes the aesthetic as pa- pastel prosperity. So <laughs> it's not just white, but like mostly white with like touches of colors. Um, uh, B describes uh, that her skill, war- skill walls have become more like skill tendrils towards Dwalia and she begins to understand Dwalia more deeply uh through the use of the skill but it's kind of icky so she stops um so here we are it's the four the executive level we're finally meeting these people these C-suites <laughs> yes um penthouse level fuck face no one wanted to know any of these people it's it's too real Welcome to the most heinous collection of bastards that Robin Hobb could write. The closer we get to the gratuitous, the decadence, uh, the gratuitous uh, decadence, um, it becomes quite disgusting. Um, uh, Diamond-encrusted, gold-plated, uh, social media platform buyouts, you name it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and everyone is uh, a Twitter w- uh, in sh- Real fashionable affected murmurs. Oh, Dualia! Hi, and you can cue the uh, selling sunsets uh, conversation because it's very apropos here. Um, uh, and then Dualia's at the gates of some. There's like a tide. I guess there's like a. The, Claris is a bunch of islands, and tide comes up sometimes, and. There is one crossing point, and and they're ready to cross. At, the tide's very high, and Dwalia's like, "Let me through, bitch!" Um, and then the guard is like, "No, bitch, you ain't getting through. The tide's too high." Um, and then Dwalia's like, "I am of the circle. I am Dwalia. Let me through." <laughs> and finally, the dude is like fine we'll let you through you fucking bitch he said over to shoulder <laughs> to the other guard um and so they're going over this tide and it's kind of fucking high and it seems like it might be kind of too high and at some point uh he's like kind of she's playing with her skill business and she's like hey fog boy why don't you drown <laughs> and he it, he doesn't, uh, sadly, but, you know. <laughs> so we're finally here. We're at, at the four. We're at the four. We're at executive level. I, I guess we're here, I think. I don't know. It's There's more preamble. Sorry. I don't know. It's fe- it felt like we were just kept marching up to it. Um, the white walls of the castle glittered it's fucking huge white on white on white on white ornate carvings blah 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 though specifically there is a sigil that b has has actually she sees it that she's actually drawn this in her journal 
and it's almost like this abstract kind of illustration of what it is to be a white prophet. It is a river of all possible times, things, starting in a single source river and then splitting into a veritable infinity of possible paths, which to me, I, I would just say it's a fucking tree, but whatever. Um, uh, B, under all awful circumstances, was actually supposed to be here, she senses, um, upon seeing the sigil. Um, the great good that she could do here, perhaps. Ultimate possibilities. The world is B's big, disgusting clam or oyster or something. Clam? She's She's got... <laughs> The world, the world is, is her clam. Is her clam. Her big clam. We're back. We're here. It's the four. It's executive level. It, we're here. It's the four. It's for real this time. And there's there's a person named Boss Foley. No. Um, who can? No. Yes. Okay, Boss fine. Foley. Yes. Yeah, Boss sure. Foley. Mm. Boss Foley confronts Dwalia. Where are your lyrics? Did they all fail? Did you fail, Biatch? <laughs> no, you slut! There's so much venom being just thrown around. The culture in, in Claris is garbage. Um, and then I think I think B got smacked for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Um, and then there's some there's some descriptions. There's gold tapestries and dec more decadence, and it's uh, just bleached hair. And there's, there's collagen implanted <laughs> red lips, and there's eye eyebrowless faces. <laughs> and it's is anything fucking real here? Um, and and finally, they're in the holding chamber before the four. They're about to go see the fucking four. And there was some giant tusk creature carved on the, the door. Mammoth, I think it might be. Uh, no one ever knows because no one's seen a mammoth. There's um, <laughs> white architecture. Every fucking where and I'm over it. I don't care about the white architecture anymore. It's I, I'm just done with all the fucking descriptions. I don't care. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to sell this fucking house. Yeah. It's too. It's ridiculous. The They're just gonna use it to shoot influencer. It's in the Nobody valley. wants to live in the valley. It's where the poor people live. It's a commute. All right, I'm all right. Um, so we gotta we gotta recharge Fogboy, my my Fogboy bro here. Like he is just he's out. He's done. We gotta do some stuff. We're about to see the four. We need to influence some shit. So we bring out the snakes, the snake venom stuff. It's congealed. It's like nothing. It's bad. It's expired. He broke. He, he had to break the test tube. Fogboy had to break the test tube open. And, and he just kind of desperately like put this wad full of glass splinters into his mouth. And he's like, ah. And then he's just like tattooing. And there's this blood just coming out of his it's face. Like a booger. And it's, and, it's like and, he put and, a and, big and, booger in his mouth. Put a bloody he had a booger in his mouth with splinters and he's just spewing blood and there's no there's no power up so that's it <laughs> dwalia is in her raw form in front of the four and that is where we are going uh denise informs them that they will be it's <laughs> her name no it's perfect they will be seen they will be seen by the ju in the judgment chamber oh shit it's the four. It's actually the four this time. Are we on the executive level? <laughs> executive. We know we're at the executive level. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. They're in the boardroom. It's jeweled up. 
in the boardroom. It's the stuff. Yeah. Jeweled up thrones on white polished stone. Blah, 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 blah. There are. Are there enough desks? The four though, are made up. Or does everybody have a desk? No, it's all. It's totally open okay, office. All right. It's open office. It's amazing. <laughs> there are two men, two women. Their names are Capra, Coltry, Philodry, and our favorite simp. Um, there, this is bad. There are I all I got out of this was red silk sandals, rouge lips, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then now I will ask someone, probably Rachel, to please read the descriptions for me. I know that there is at least one pederast in here. You want me to read this right now? Okay. Two men, two women. Two men, two women, one enter. Four leave. One woman was young and beautiful with pale skin and hair of white gold. We're, we're describing Christine right mm-hmm. now. Her lips have been painted red and her brows and lashes were lined in black. It was a startling beauty rather than a comfortable one. Her pale arms were bare and her torso encased in red silk so tautly tailored to her that she might have been naked and merely painted red. Her full skirt was black and reached to her knees. Is it a tutu? I know. Uh, Scarlet sandals framed her feet, the laces crossing and recrossing her calves. I thought her clothing looked painful to wear. Robin Hobb watched like a stream. It sounds fucking awful. It sounds like she was like watching a stream of like Fashion Week. (laughs) Like, you know how you used to be able to like get on there and watch all the streams? I don't know if you can still do that. The woman who sat next to her was very grand. Her cascading hair was white and unbound and straight. Her eyes were a very faded blue and her lips were the pink of an old rose. I think this might be Mary. She was dressed in a pale blue robe that was as simple as the other woman's scarlet garments were complicated. The pearls that roped her throat and dangled in strings from her ears and wrapped her wrists were all of a size and gleamed. And then the men... Um, one at each end of the arc. One was painted like a puppet, his skin white, his hair molded to his scalp with white powder. I don't know who that is. I mean, which, one's which Brett, one's one Jason. It's one... Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this could be the empanada one, but that's also good. His eyes were dark, those he could not disguise. His jerkin and leggings were dark green, and the rich cloak he wore was the green of spring ferns. His dark gaze was distant and thoughtful. At the other end of the arc was a portly man. He was pale. His hair was white. They all have white hair. But his clothes are all gloriously yellow. Buttercups and dandelions and daffodils could not rival all the shades of yellow in his garments. His hands rested on the top of his belly, and each finger is graced with a ring Thick hoops of yellow gold hung from his ears, and a flat golden throat piece began under his chin and spread in plates over his collarbones, which honestly sounds pretty rad. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to say, though, that Capra's outfit makes no fucking sense. It's like a tube top and a black tutu. Well, with lace-up sandals? We're wearing gladiators? Oh, that's simp. Okay. Oh, is that simp? Who has... What shoes does does Christine have? Uh, Christine is the one wearing the sandals. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lace-up sandals. It's like... So Christine is is simp, so and hot. Mary is is Capra. Yeah. That's how we're gonna. So she's wearing a cor- a red corset poor. with a tutu, and lace up sandals. Fabulous. That's offensive. Maybe they're like maybe they're those Betsy Johnson uh, fake like toe shoes that you can wear where you can actually walk That's in them, and then they have like the ribbon that goes not up. Better. 
We are going to have so much to talk about in fashions of Jamelia. Fashions from Clarice. What are you talking about? Yeah. Jamelia. Jamelia. Jamelia ain't got nothing Jamelia, on this shit. Sit down. Jamelia. Shamamalia. Shamamalia. So that I I will not. I I still don't know who the fuck is who. I'm starting to get a sense of who's allied with who, but I I don't know who Powderface Boy is or Green Clay Cloak Man. Or Red Rouge there's Lip Lady. I don't know which is... corset one. And then there's the older, more fuddy-duddy plain one. And she's the evil... She's the one who's, like, pissed at all the other ones. That's Capra. Capra. Yeah, that's Capra. Capra. And then you have... Capra's mad. The one guy who just wants to fuck everybody. And then you yes. have the other guy. You mean the Pederass? The Pederass, yes. Which one's the Pederass? Is that Pelodri? Does yeah. Pederass mean pet ass, or are you saying a real word from a dictionary? No, he's pedophile. Okay. He oh wants to have sex with a child. <laughs> Big Lebowski. He's <laughs> <laughs> a Pederass. <laughs> He's 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 this like is good. He's like, this is good content that everyone who's driving along on some highway somewhere is. Really driving off the road. To get away Mom, from listen to this podcast. Yeah. I love Petter, Petter, Petter ass. <laughs> no, like they're all awful. Yep, that's true. Um, and Capra says, "Explain yourself, Dwalia. Explain yourself." And she says, "Uh, uh there were there were grievous losses." I thought, he was, I thought uh, you were done I, for some reason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> On a I got there's more there is so much more there you got to get to the whippings we got to get to all yeah, the whippings. content warning whippings content warning we'll just have to edit that uh there's some whippings um there uh grievous losses dwalia says lie 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 i bring you to the uh the unexpected son and dwalia finally presents uh b uh the unexpected son or or maybe daughter but yeah sure it's a son um, they seem uh, disgusted and instantly start to start the judging. Apparently, uh, B is a as as a ragamuffin booger treasure. That's kind of the the sum up of, of a consensus of what they determine. It's not very nice. Um, Capra dismi- uh, dismisses everyone uh, else other than the four and the, those three, so they can just discuss the matter in private or secret. I don't. I don't really know why. I guess there was some stuff that she didn't want others to know about. Maybe embarrassed. We learned that Dwalia deliberately allowed Beloved to escape Claris so that he would lead them to Fitz and therefore the unexpected son. We are regaled with a tedious retelling of everything that everyone already knows. And one of the four asks about the prized, highly trained Lurics. Where are they? She says they're all. They're all dead. They're just. They're all dead. Yep, dead as hell. Um, not <laughs> definitely not human trafficked, and definitely not misplaced inside stones. Um, the four sort sort of uh, sniff out the truth pretty quickly. Surprisingly, I guess they they're good at this, um, and they're mostly just concerned that the powers of the Lurics are gonna just be used by others against them, which is like understandable considering how awful they are, but also just terrible. Um, Dwali is getting kind of more desperate as this presentation is just not going well. Um, where the fuck is beloved says, uh, one of the old men, I think Dwalia gets fucking brazen now and starts speaking her own praises. She's like, 
I did this and I did that and I sold this house for bazillions of dollars and I got this amazing commission and I'm sucking so and so. Um, but it's it's just not it's not looking good in front of the four because like she doesn't ha- really have the goods and she doesn't have a lot to show for it. B learns that the the old man in the market during this this retelling uh, that she, uh, was that she met that day was actually beloved and um, was deliberately being used to flush her out. Um, so lots of feelings there. Uh, the four starts arguing now with each other um, that uh, as Simp, Simp herself conspired with Dwalia on this crazy side quest that at least one of the others, Capra, was not even privy to. And Capra starts getting super enraged and begins ranting about the fate of Beloved. Apparently the fool is very important. Dwalia reassures them that Beloved was stabbed to death by his catalyst there in the market, as we said, because she's dumb. Um, she presents uh, B again, gruffly, as the unexpected son. I bring you this. I, Dwalia, smelly B is your prize. Um, Capra is not having any of it and scolds Dwalia. Dwalia claps back and gets then now fucking rebellious, starts mouthing off and starts rebuking all of them, including a little piece about how she thinks Simp should just fucking take power and dethrone others and just go fuck them. Oh shit, that doesn't seem like a good thing to say to this group. Um, and she goes far as to call them useless toads on stools. Yet again, another oh shit. Uh, and here it is. Here we go back. Uh, how dare you attack us, Dwalia? Fucking ten lashes from Capra out the goddamn gate. Ten lashes from Coltree, because, you know, like, I gotta do that, too. Twenty capra um and no we gotta argue about how many lashes now because you know those horse horses were fine those horses were fine um but but fine all right ten five ten no ten 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 what are where are we at what is this are we at ten now um is is dwalia gonna get ten smack is she gonna get ten whippings um and it turns out it turns out uh, no, actually, actually, uh, 10, 10 lashes is going to be 40 because it is a oh so awful f- total of lashes, um, which that's, that's horrible. Um, and D- Dwalia is about to enjoy 40 fucking lashes in front of everyone. Oh shit. Um, so the punishment is now dealt immediately. We are in the chamber after all of punishment and judgment. Um, collared and chain, immediately collared and chain, the two lash master, uh, uh, Dwalia, um, is presented to the two lash masters readying their whips, Wapish. um, alternating blows now from the lash masters, um, and they seem to make a craft of it, um, and there is some description about how they were sort of kind of too good at it. Like, one would slash here, and the other one would slash there, and then it would get just, like... It was just, like, maximum impact per slash. It was, like, it's not a game, guys. Calm down. You're not you're not winning any points. Um, so, at first, uh, Diwali is, like, of course, shrieking, because anyone would. And then she's whimpering, and then, sadly, there's nothing. Um, and B, being our main hero, cannot take any pleasure in it at all whatsoever. Wolves do not believe in revenge. Um, she, uh, actually relieves herself at that moment. She actually just had to go to the bathroom, but this, you know, um, so that, which is supposed to be sort of like an awful moment, but she had, she just had to go. Um, and, and she's, she's doing so well pondering the paths that could have been diverted, uh, to avoid this horrible fate. 
Oh shit. Executive level. Executive level douchebags. Alright, so. so we've met the four. This is it. These are our bad guys. These are the bad guys that we've had since the beginning that we just didn't know about. Super bosses. Um and they are bosses. They are. They're they're like they're like undercover bosses, you know? And they're messy. They suck. They're very messy. They're very willing to just throw down in front of anyone. Like they do not care. But they're like I, Yeah, it's like the polite about Go ahead. Like, almost like polite about it. They're like they have, you know. Cool detachment. Yes. They're like, oh yeah, you could totally kill forty kids. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, they're like that's... proper. They're like, yes, ten ten lashings. No, but don't like don't make a mess. Yeah. Did you say you wanted to turn children into? Well, to, they value people at the same as they value goods, right? They're like mad that like she lost the horses, but also mad that people were no longer like the breeding stock was gone. You know, they're like, oh, that was a good bloodline, and you lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the you everything get the, is transactional. You get the feeling that they this is just like a normal Sunday for them. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, to me, it felt like it was the Supreme Court, you know, like just de- de- dealing out like huge kind of um, orders, you know, like like um, coming to some huge conclusions about things that affect millions of people. You know, it was just sort of like, yeah, you know, that that gay marriage seems OK, you know, like just sort of like. It just it, like the cool detachment they had just felt sort of despicable, for lack of yeah, a better word. Of yeah, they. Um, I I think it's important that we had this very long introduction before we got to them. That we had to like wind our way through this this seemingly perfect city with all of its different sections and all of its orderliness and everyone waiting and how they have like a police force that people are kind of scared of and it's very modern all the men just walk around without shirts on and they're just wearing vests on chests like they got no no barriers no barriers but i think the biggest detail for me is that they rule absolutely and they are messy teenagers about it Mm -hmm. and this is obviously a very powerful and very wealthy city but they're seat their the the castle that they live in this this fort is inaccessible except for one causeway that's only that you can only get to like twice a day when the tide goes out so like they also seem scared they seem like they don't have like a strength because they're unaccessible at least to me well they also don't have strength because they have division amongst the four of them like true and they are immediately like go fuck yourself yeah. i'm not, i'm go- you know cat fighting immediately yeah it's like they make a it's like a game i think when joey several episodes back called them middle management it was really apropos in yeah. a way because yeah. they're they don't have any special skills of their own they're not yeah, you can easily imagine that, like, obviously they're ruthless, but if they didn't have the, the prophecies, they could easily be inconsequential. They they don't seem like they're good leaders in any way. Right. Yeah, I don't think they inspire leadership. They only inspire fear. And that's only as long as the people around them will enforce their judgment. Right, yeah. They have minions doing their bidding. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're they're the antithesis of the the six duchies because they're they're ext- they're while they're still hierarchical, like they're not really a working culture. Like nobody works really. It seems like there's servants or slaves at some level. I think they're kind of worse than Chalcid because they have obviously are leveraging power. Well, Chalcid in- is interesting because Chalcid like goes out in wars and like tries to settle in places. Like, what does Clara's do? Like, their economy is based on people's dreams. <laughs> like, you make one so- of those sports familiar. <laughs> They're actually the antithesis of elderlings, right? Like, that's their yeah. nemesis. Yeah. It's not, but it's not Buckkeep or anything. It's actually, it's actually the dragons that they're worried about most. And you had said that of all dragons are known for hoarding wealth, but dragons and in in uh in 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 the realm of elderlings don't actually hoard wealth but claris does so dra- yeah. claris is actually the worst dragon of all but they're not doing anything with that wealth right like they're not exploring right. yeah, that's, they're not that's colonizing a they're yeah. not warring they're not using they're just it sitting on it like they're just hoarding trying, it and, and, they're and just it's trying to buy twitter it's, just... it's fine yeah they're <laughs> trying we're... to fucking buy twitter they're not even we're that ambitious we're definitely going to see more more like hoarding of wealth before this is over but it's like yeah you're spot on it's not they're not doing anything with it at all they're just trying to get more but it's funny too because it's like power equals wealth but does wealth even matter in this in this context they have so much of it that they spend people as if they were things and uh, so like their influence is almost worth more money than actual money (laughs) Like, yeah, I just wonder how, like, what it, the currency that they have is is ultimately fear and the alliances that they're making and like how many people that they can like get to do things on the back end, right? Like, it's all very modern politics where it's like, look, we're all rich bastards, but I know more people than you, or I've promised more things to more people, and they're Russia. They're all gonna do what I want to do. They're Russia yeah, yeah. and all the oligarchs. It yeah. does feel like oligarchy for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. It does, and also just because their clothing seems so modern to me that I feel like it's a statement about something. I don't know if I don't know if I have enough information to understand what the statement's about, but they certainly feel this. You know, like in in uh, George Martin's books when they go to, you know, uh, you know, mar- Marine, it feels a little bit like that. a lot of politics and games yeah and just humans being yeah like reduced to yeah just things to things to trade but like here's the ultimate rebuke of capitalism let's go back to what eliana said let's take an army they are they would perish if eliana showed up with a fucking army to take out clara's okay they may have like prior knowledge of that but, but they don't they rep- have repairing? a. Do they have a standing army? I mean, we don't <laughs> like, have that. Is... We don't have that much information. But my guess is no. I mean, uh, unless you can. Oh, they have a lot of whites about. that I think that they would very happily sacrifice. I th- I think they could probably hire everybody around them, and they yeah. would probably know if an army was coming. But at yeah, that I point, mean, like, do they yeah, have the training? Like, do yeah. they have the paraphernalia to like do? damage i don't know i don't know they know fitz is coming they they have that dream yeah that's my thing is like they don't seem to be um 
particularly charming individuals and yeah, they I... don't have any skills that we're aware of so and all they do is sell fortunes i'll never so they, do they have any real good right i'll never <laughs> understand people who are in positions of power that are just like fucking regular ass people who happen to be in a position of power like how have mm-hmm. no, people not ripped them show us your special limb abilities limb, you know like yeah like what is what is keeping them in this position outside of the fact that they're inside of walls and have guards but those guards could chop their right. heads off any moment they want the kings of the kings of the six duchies have the skill right elderlings have dragons jamelia has alliances with every major country like chelsidians have a very warlike culture so like what the fuck is clara's doing they they have prophecy i mean if they if they knew that a war was coming in like you know five years from my thing is i just i guess this is interpreting i guess like what is their end goal though i still am not convinced of like why Okay, so they don't want dragons to exist. Got that. Like, that makes sense. But, like, to what end? Just so they can be Only because be dragons alive? are chaotic and hard to predict. Right, but, like, right? just so that like, everybody can just, like, be alive on their island and live their island life? Like, I don't, like, that doesn't seem... I think, I think they're, do. I think they're, like, what happens, in, they're, like, a Baroque culture that, like, it's, like, Dune, yeah. where it's, like, these, these stagnant houses that have amassed too much wealth power is is channeled into two specific places and they just need a chaos element to break shit up and that's what the dragons are yeah they're just billionaires god we need dragons we need dragons i think they don't they don't (laughs) predict dragons at any point they like apparently there's like i mean maybe a little bit but hey i have always been team dragon don't get it twisted i don't think they know it's coming because like they know they know about the unexpected sun but How it's just big like this can, one prophecy can motley make herself can she make herself bigger with the skill can yeah. she become dragon size and all they need crow. is like hebe hebe would clean his place out <laughs> um right. how about let's uh okay. oh no i wanted to say how about dwalia when she's feeling oh, all right. like hot to so... trot when she leaves the boat Dumb. and she's like, ooh, I'm going to say bye to my mans. And then Guy is like, JK, I'm going to show your ugly ass fucking face. Yeah, that was a little some petty vengeance there. That was pretty funny. I will say, though, she crumbled very quickly. Very quickly, right? Very quickly. She went from being like, I am everything, like every woman, I'm every woman, and then she was like, just take the fucking hat. I don't even need this fucking hat anymore. And she just leave my, it, yeah, like, leave drop my the luggage. trunk. I don't need the fucking dresses. She felt like well, a piece like of trash closer, really quickly. The closer she got to the four, it's like the more oh, she yeah, realized. Oh yeah, she was like, totally diminished. She turned into a little They're gonna put me in a cell. <laughs> like, they're not like, gonna... Why would she so insistent on returning? Like, she w- did she really have all of her eggs in the Vindelier basket of like... Maybe Vindelier was like fucking it. with her. Maybe. But she also probably should have taken that in consideration. I think she was... I mean, I guess the booger kind of really threw things off. She was banking on having that last little bit of silver juice, and then it turned out to be dried up and nothingness. Right. That indicates that she's used Vindelier against them in the past. Also, I like, thought it was really interesting that, like, so silver can dry up and then it's not useful, like, ingestible. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I'm like, just swallow it. Yeah. Like, why can't he just swallow it? I don't know. It expired. It expired. <laughs> the last bit of hot sauce. 
it became it wasn't even as good as wizard wood you know maybe if he burned it and smoked it or something he did a heebie he did a heebie yeah so raise your hand if you felt any uh remorse or pity for dwellia yeah it's terrible i mean i was kind of like whatever yeah she's <laughs> she's tortured countless people she hurt beloved she's hurting b she's a fucking cunt like like i i know that like obviously b can't be like that's what you get this is my revenge like i'm like no she's a little child like we don't want to see that and i don't necessarily like endorse and like feel vengeance on dwellia but i'm kind of like yeah this is what you maneuvered yourself into you're kind yeah. of this is your fault how did we feel about b playing kiss ass with dwellia because i feel like dwellia's well obviously it's fake but i feel like dwellia's way smarter than believing that she was playing kiss ass so were they just both is she were they both just tired and being like you know what like let's just like let's just keep it easy for a little bit one i don't think that she believed it at all because when she went a little too far with being nice dwellia was like immediately like nah and but also like as soon as she turned b in she was just like this piece of shit is like yep. she didn't she doesn't care about b right so i think that really all that was happening was she was using her skill a little bit and getting herself some breathing room i don't yeah. think that doily taking a break cared at all yeah okay i think we're also getting proof that you know we know that the fool is a little bit resistant, is fairly resistant to the skill, but not all people in Clara's hold enough of this lineage to be resistant to the skill. So many of these people will be targetable for this farseer magic. So that's like a good thing for future plans, maybe. Or bad if we're talking about Vindelire. Well, they got to just get rid of Vindelire, right? Just get the fuck, just stab him in the face. Ugh. But he's also bad at his job if he doesn't have his drugs. So maybe he won't be. He certainly doesn't seem as powerful as B or Fitz. No, yeah. One more thing before we move on. Um, did you guys catch that the vines were also in B's Dream About the Candles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught that. Cool. Did anybody else imagine the vines as just the Superman thing where you draw the line, you draw three, and then you draw three? <laughs> Connect them. I drew what one of those that? in my notebook like three days ago. What is that, <laughs> what is that S called? Like, yeah. The ancient symbol. Wow. Yeah. The ancient symbol of the S. The 90s S? Yeah. Like, what is it called? Does it have know. a name? I don't know. Let's Google it and see. Super S. Oh, God. I almost dropped the it on the glass. New God. <laughs> what do you call in New Zealand we met the artist who did all like the calligraphy and stuff in Lord of the Rings and mm. I was passing notes and on the front of the note I wrote don't open too radical and on the inside I wrote Sauron with that S and I was passing <laughs> it around like the coolest kid in the room and then <laughs> Daniel Reeves who does all the art in Lord of the Rings Stop the presentation. 
and came over and he was like, "Can I see? What are you doing?" It is that like it was the he was something you want to share with the rest of the club. Yeah, I was never yeah. more embarrassed in my entire life. The artist on Lord of the Rings saw this bullshit. Yeah, that's a really cool tattoo idea. <laughs> with Sauron with the S. <laughs> with the S. So I looked it up. Um, my Google search was, "What do you call the S that you draw by drawing six lines and connecting them?" And uh, Wikipedia brought me to the cool S. The, the, cool, the, S. the, the cool, cool S. S. And that is a capital C on that cool, folks. <laughs> cool capital S. C, capital S. The cool S, also known as the Stussy S. Super S. Stussy. Super Stussy. Uh, which I was obsessed with that brand because all the cool like skater brands were. I definitely had the Stussy oh. hat, Stussy oh, shirts. I don't know what that um, is. Superman S, Universal S, Pointy S, Middle School S. <laughs> Point yeah. middle school S. <laughs> or Wait, the Graffiti like... S. Stussy is a Stussy. It has an umlaut over it. <laughs> it is Stussy. It's Stussy. I thought yeah, I had an, I Stussy. thought it had an Does umlaut, umlaut over it. That would be like Stussy. Stussy. I I thought the umlaut meant in children's notebooks and graffitied on walls. Look. We're American. I have a New Zealand accent and it's hard to say. It's true. The coolies. Well, Joey's calling Simp Simp the entire episode. So we can say whatever we damn well want. Simp. Her name is Simp. Simp. She's Simp. It's S-Y-M-P-H-E. Simp. Or is it S-I-M-P-H-E? Whatever. There's P-H-E at the end. Every time now, I'm like, what did she murmur at these Starbucks people? Every name. It's ruined for me. She's a simp for Dwalia. <laughs> did she? Like, what did she, she, she order? simping. <laughs> like a vanilla latte loaf. They just wrote the Superman for S simp. on there. And just... yeah. <laughs> what? I stand by calling it Stussy. 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 It's, like, it's like the Ussy. The Stussy. Oh, yeah. Stussy. I did it all by the nip. Anyway, it's the Ussy of the Superman S. Which okay, chapter 24. <laughs> chapter 24, <laughs> Hand and Foot. The Mouth intro to chapter teams. 24 is a prophecy we've heard before. An old friend, a rat on a stick, spouts riddles at us. The bait is the trap. The trap di- trapper is the trapped. The trapper, the trapped. I screwed it up. Okay. After Dwayne's we'll torture, edit it. We'll edit it. 40 lashes. <laughs> 40 <laughs> lashes. <laughs> You're no profit. I'm not even drinking. No. Um, after Dwayne's torture, the four stand huddled around B like a bunch of squabbling buzzards. And this chapter allows us to get really, really get to know the jealous, morally bankrupt heart of the servants. We get to see how this leading body can barely function for all the backstabbing that is going on. And we're hit on the head over and over again with the vices and failures of each of the four. Beautiful Simph supported Dwalia from the start and conspired to have Beloved released for Dwalia's mission behind Kaffir's back. Felidy was in on it. Oh, and also he's a pedo. Fake it till you make it. Coltry is wearing cosmetics to pretend to be a white and also appears to have flunked out of management school to boot. Capra appears to be the only one who is with it of the four, but she is also unreasonably vindictive about all the wrongs done to her by the other three, spending almost the entire chapter hissing and spitting. But Capra alone is worried about dragons, and for that fact alone, uh, 
I am putting a star next to her name. Eventually, B decides to take matters into her own hands and speaks up. She does her best to play the four by saying that Dwalia taught her dreams to say to them and that they were only supposed to speak to Synth, but that backfires a little bit when Synth orders B into a cell in the dungeons. The order is reprimanded by the four to take her up to the upper levels and put her in a cell under what is called a lock of four. Um, this is a, a prison for important persons which requires keys from each of the four in order to open the cell. When they reach B's cell, a sassy man in the cell next door calls out insults to each of the four, and it's like almost like too much because he's <laughs> just the same things we've been hearing over and over. Uh, and uh, when B is left alone in the cell, the man tries to converse with her, though she is reluctant at first to respond. He tells her of how Claris used to be different when he was a child, which kind of like is like, whoa, how old is this guy? And he tells her of his dreams. Eventually, B begins to open up to him, and as it turns out, this man is Prill Cop. Having, having seen the name before in her father's writings, B decides to share her story, and Prill Cop reassures her that her father is the unexpected son, not her. At some point, Prill Cop ends up holding B's feet in his, in his hands through the, the cell bars, and Yay. which is really odd, but also it's... <laughs> Something that happened in his dream, but it's like also weird because, okay, but you chose to hold her foot with your hand. Uh, anyway, so he like the ankle grabber. Yeah, he he recognized <laughs> this moment as something from his dreams, and he he says that he knows what what B is, and B asks, "Can you tell me what's going to happen to me?" And he says, "B, nothing happens to you. You happen to everything." I feel like that's Real Housewives because some shit is happening to her. Yeah, this isn't nothing. This is this is some big time. But we're just gonna ask her to compartmentalize that trauma and then just proceed as usual. But yeah, that whole like the vision of just like the hand reaching around into through the bars and holding her foot when she wakes up and then like slowly like releasing her foot is just a little too much. It's too like we thought this was going somewhere biblical and wow, there it is, the home run. It's weird, weird Bible shit. Weird Bible shit. B said that it it must have been uncomfortable to do that. Like he he had to do it like around a corner yeah he's like he's got his back to like his own bars and he's got his arm like stuck around so he's committed like if you imagine you go through a yellow light there's a concrete (laughs) wall dividing them but they both have bars Bars facing the hallway so he's reaching around through the hallway into her cell he can't see her (laughs) and it's just like grabbing her feet (laughs) like was she supposed to reach out her hand or <laughs> grab his well he's rolling with it yeah and then it's like <laughs> with her his hand in her hair and then yeah she like which happened to me on a plane once i didn't like what? it what uh yeah i was sleeping with my face down touch on, or no like, touching little... like what the fuck so i was actually on my flight to greece actually so it was many years ago but i was i was what? had my i had my head down on the you know little table thing and i was trying to sleep with like my face down and like my pillow 
and the guy in front of me like was like stretching but then he like put his hands down, like behind him and then just started playing with my I would have bit him ew was I like, know what's right? this weird ew. screamed this? so I like woke like, up with like a strange man just like running ew. his fingers through we don't know where the fingers are men gross <laughs> like the back crown of my head and I was like ah like what's happening that's horrific it was and it was like sleepy time ew um anyway don't like pril cup it reminds me of the man oh, that touched me on we a plane. love pril cup why you oh say God. that no you love pril cup i have never liked pril cup he invited them into pril his Cup's home and just... offered them delicious tea he's just like the ultimate guy where he's like in, their, in his <laughs> bed ultimate guy <laughs> he's stumbling through life he's stumbling through i stand life. at him he though. has like all he has like all of this like knowledge or he's like oh yeah this makes sense but then he like does nothing He's a simpleton with power that he did not ask for that was just thrown upon him and he's doing the best that he can. He also believes too much in the status quo, okay? He's like, well, this is just the way it was and so it must be that way and I'll just let them lock me up. Fucking Blue Jay lover, I know it. I mean, he he obviously (laughs) believes that his time has passed and if he does anything, it's going to affect the future. Yeah, he's just right. like in a negative way. He's in a way chilling that he's in his time is past, then he like, should be expired, and he wouldn't affect shit. You know, I just let's move on. You either believe in your superpowers or you don't believe in your superpowers. If you believe that every era has a prophet that changes the world, and you also believe that you are not the current era's prophet, then what? You're inactive. You don't work. He's not working. He's sitting in a fucking jail cell. No, but that's a choice. Doing nothing is a choice. Just, like, acting normal is the non-choice. That's the more neutral option. He went home. That was a normal option. And then he happened was, to be encaged. Is that a word? It was pretty cool, though, that... It is now. I mean, we had that encaged. terrible, terrible torture scene with Dwelia, and we're just seeing how, like, unhinged the four are. And they walk in, and he's in a prison cell and is just like... Yo, you suck. You're a bitch. I hate you. Yeah. Like, he like, doesn't care at all. Fucked your mom. Like, he's just... <laughs> See, to me, it's like, what we need is, like, a really good, like, level up. We need B to, like, either get really good at the skill or we need Night Eyes to, like, show up, like, incarnate somehow. But instead, it's like, oh, here's, like... It's like the scene in, in, in Fifth Element where he's like, roll the bomb, and he just kind of throws the bomb in the wrong direction. It's just like, here's the worst power up. It's Prokop. <laughs> we really need Night Eyes to show back up. And for that whole, like, remember when Night Eyes did the thing where he, like, used the skill and, like, yeah. launched himself at, at home yeah. size? Yeah. Like, we need that kind Let's of do action. It. We need escape Let's plans. Let's fuck up the four. We need to get out they of this fucking tower. They wouldn't know what tower. to do. What do. How do we feel about, originally, they said B was supposed to go to the lower level, and I was gasped. I was like, <gasps> Lower level? No, she didn't go to the stinky bog. The lower level. It's the stinky bog. She was gonna be down there, and it was gonna be horrible. But then they, the guy came running out, and he's like, "No, no, upper level, four lock or whatever the fuck they call it." So basically, the lock of they four. don't trust each other, and wanted her to be. It's like the nuclear yeah. codes. They each have a key, and they're like, "We're not yeah. gonna." Well, so we pedo like we know from this point the the fool has kind of done like a, a simple layout right of Clara's where we know that like yeah yeah the basement is the bad place yeah. right like that's where he was like tortured, and then there's like the middle part which is a mall, and then like the place where people live, and then like the upper level which is a garden, which is I think where they are, so. 
Yeah, the, the a dragon could come in here and get her out, right? Flying out of here is still a possibility. We yeah. like that. That's a good, it's a good they job. They just kick the roof there. or the top off of her little cage, and then they just say, hop on, and she's... What? Remember when, when uh, um, Icefire stuck his whole ass head inside Eliana's mother's mother house mm-hmm. and, like, tore the roof off? Yeah, yeah. Just do that. Yeah. I'm here for it. You just run out on him and fly away with just fingers, finger guns. Yes. That's what I want for B. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So Prilkop's gonna save her, I guess. Woohoo! Or maybe Prilkop will at least go up against Capra. Yeah, I think she just has know. a friend. She has an ally, and if she has any doubts about her father, hopefully Prilkop will be like, "No, they're definitely on their way." Like, no, he's gonna be like, "Oh, that guy. I hate that guy. I made I made beloved leave him." <laughs> He doesn't. He didn't do that because he hates him. You're projecting. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Fitz to be happy. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's move into every episode prompts. We are pack character introductions and exits. We met the four. We met the Yay. four. We met the They're four. We've got great. we've got Capra, Simph, Coltree, and Felody. Felody. As as Vindelier would say, Felody. I love how they're like, you're a pedophile, lol. Yeah, they're like, of course you'd want to fuck children. Cool. Yeah. How quirky. Quirky and funny. Oh, how funny. Yeah. It's like, so they know it's wrong because they use the word. Yeah, they, they use words that indicate it is wrong. They they, they have it in care. a negative light. Yes, they so say they bugger. Just... I believe so. That's bad. Yeah, that's a negative He's word. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah, they're Do not they saying have... what like... accents are these? <laughs> bugger. They're you know as Joey's established, they're doing that like extreme nasal. Yeah, but nasal they lilt. they said it oh. in a way that was like, oh, he doesn't like to shower, like. They, it was not on sure. their like bad, not very high on their bad scale. Yeah, they were no, oh yeah, yeah. Like, they're the like, worst thing ew, he do. likes mayonnaise, like losing um, horses. Yeah. He won't bathe and he doesn't show. That's our stinky friend. I just think it's hilarious that they were like, you took all this stuff with you all the way around the world and back, and you didn't bring it in back in a perfect condition. No, I'm like, did you expect all those fucking horses to come back? Really, like the humans, fair. I, I, I would think that the humans would somehow make it back, but like <laughs> horses. Horses, Horses, you just have to leave out of convenience. It's like when you're playing Breath of the Wild. Like, you can't always take your horse with you. Does it feel awful when you have to abandon them? Yeah, but, like, sometimes there's a cliff and, like, you gotta go. Or an ocean. <laughs> and then you go back, right? Well, and I mean, left. and then you go back. In the game, anymore. yeah, you'll get them back. Like, you don't have to worry about that. But in life, I maybe have, not. No, Red Dead Brain. Oh, yeah, and Red Dead, they are just, horse. like... You just call them. You go on the other side of the river yeah. and you call them. And they if call you're them. too far from the horse, you run to your horse. <laughs> you can and then whistle you brush for it your horse. That's right. And Zelda for a girl. certain distance, but then sometimes you have to leave them. But you, they're not like it's not like all is lost. Like there's, they don't like you get them back. Um, we also saw uh, Prokop is now back in the game again. We thought he was dead, right? Like. The fool had been like, I don't know what happened to Pearl Cop. I think he's probably dead. Not dead. Still here. Still on piece on the board. Yep. 
Um, exits. We say farewell shade. to Shade. To our old methy friend. Who's the Bethel, best little methy friend who lived in the walls? Shade was a great character. And I was actually, the first time I read this, kind of really pissed off that that Robin Hobb decided to kill him. He got a sh- and onto the stick. Man. Yeah, like, like we didn't. It wasn't even like doing something awesome. He just got addicted to meth. Honestly, that would have been cooler. It, he didn't even get addicted to meth. He just like I understand meth. that he was like she did. She kind of was like, oh shit, I left Shade alive, and he's like 140 years old now. <laughs> I gotta do something about that. No, I get that. This this is like. I don't know. This is what happens in reality, and this is what life is like. But mm-hmm. I don't know. He deserves something. Yeah. On well, it's the like page. how many father <laughs> figures? How many father figures? Ha- like, is is Fitz gonna lose? Like, how many people in his family does he have to watch just fade away? It's awful. Uh, so. Shade rives with fade. Yeah. I mean, he is younger than all of these people, so it makes sense that he will eventually see them pass. Because yeah. that's just how time works. But it was rude. He could have had, he could have been better than like an invalid in a drugged yeah. stupor, you know? I want to see him be a dragon or, you know, like, why doesn't he get to make a stone dragon? Like, he was doing all that research into the skill and yeah. looking at all those memory cubes and reading all the scrolls and, and doing yeah, all that his stuff. birthright. Yeah. That was his like... birthright. I'm not convinced that he hasn't left some Easter eggs for us to, like, help us wrap this shit up. Because it just doesn't track Maybe. for me. Like, he, may, he there's going to be a pigeon that shows up with a giant, like, like wizard wood cube for, for bits. And, it's and also, be like, we know, we know that, like, this skill current can be, like, skill heaven. Like, where there's still voices that are talking and doing things. So. Just surfing know. around. Yeah. Definitely surfing. Yeah. He's definitely surfing. Um we said goodbye oh. to Sorcor for hopefully the last time. No, no more Sorcor. Children people. Like all these creepers. Yeah. yeah. Children diddlers. I don't get it. We no don't thanks. need these. I just love the I love the attention to detail in those types of scenes though, where it's like, Well, here's his bag. Don't forget, he needs this is everything he needs in this bag. It's like I didn't even think about whether or not Kenneth had everything I don't he needed. Give a shit if he like, has everything care. he needs. It's an empty bag. <laughs> it's just an empty bag with like it's got like a, this month's <laughs> issue of Cosmo in it, and that's it. <laughs> There's a he's, loose Cosmo in there. He's got the like drink. that. He's got that necklace he can't take off that Etta tied on like way too tight, so it's just like embedded into his neck now. I love that it's a choker. It's so funny. <laughs> also, it's do we nineties kid? in my mind when it was first described it was not a silhouette it was not a profile it was a whole face yeah for sure same and now it is a profile is it where did it say it was a profile i don't remember that what's on the back what's on the back what's on the back of his (laughs) somebody back there can we double check that it said it was a profile uh sure what chapter was that? That was Ashley's chapter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Can it send the re- can it send a rapist? Yeah. 
Alright, that's a problem. Oh, my creeping. Small charm engraved with his father's profile lay in the hollow of that's his neck. That's not right. The fine silver chain These are the pressed firmly against forgot. his flesh. She forgot. I don't know. And she was too lazy to reference no, her own material. it's turning around. It's turning <laughs> around. I like that. Is I like it going to turn around and it's going to eat him? <laughs> I, like that I don't he, know. I like that he can turn around. It's just going to be a mass of hair when it turns fully around. It's just, it's just like ignoring you. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like the conversation. He turns yeah. around. It's just yeah. looking. Yeah. All right, animal assists. Uh, we didn't get much from uh, Wolf Father in this instance. No, but Motley's um, doing something. Silla. Motley is just. I again don't understand Motley's Not thing. Sure. The new the new theory is that Motley is now bonded to a dragon, whip bonded to a dragon, which is the most sense that this has made since this book came out. Yeah. So okay, I'm we're going it. with it. Uh, fashions, fashions from, from Jamelia. Fa- fashions from Clara's. <laughs> um, which outfit would you wear? Capra's, mm. Simps, Faladries, or Coltrane's? Whoever had the greenery on his suit, that's the one that I want. I believe that was Coltrane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go with that one. But then you have to wear all the white paint. <laughs> I mean... Whatever. It's very ninth house. I'm okay with it. <laughs> um... I think I would just go for I would go for whatever Capra's wearing. It feels like Capra is like simple yet comfortable. Very like what's her name? What's the lady that makes all the linen pants for like a million dollars? I don't know. I'm anti linen pants, so I can't tell you that. Alright. Cool. Yep. Cool story. Roll the maps. Um, Us a time. Roll the maps where where are we? How did we get here? We are in Claris. We made it. It only took three books. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, political machinations. Oh, finally over. We even know where we are in Claris. We've got a pretty good idea of the layout of this whole place. And um, I really hope that it gets to explode. And there is a map of Claris uh, in this oh, book. Yeah. In this book, it is not a map of the uh, six duchies. It is a map of Claris. Remember the Wastian Sea. Yeah. And then there's a little... Bone Island. On Claris. Separate from the other island. Oh, the little... Remember the map indicates, oh my God, like, the that depths book is of so the, thick. the ocean. <laughs> I wish instead of depths of the ocean, we got, like, little buildings or something. Hmm. But that's fine. I'm sure little, that's relevant Little buildings as well. with, like, skulls on the top. <laughs> It seems smaller. Like when B was describing it, it seems smaller than when the fool described it. I feel like she was managing Mm -hmm. my expectations in a bit in a better way. Uh, Roll. We did that. Fitz Misery has a moment. The return of Does Fitz suck? How's he doing? I feel like he's He's progressing. All right. Yeah. I I mean, he's got his. He's skulking around invisible. He's insulting Amber. He's giving. Mediocre advice to Lance. That wasn't mediocre advice. He's that reaching was good his advice. He just needs to fucking follow it. <laughs> um, well, he did have, he went through some uh, upheaval. Right, too, but so. like he also uh, I don't know something he's doing. What did he do? Can you think of anything? Uh he's accepted the fool's dreams as maybe part maybe like kind of being reality. Only after having confirmed them with his own magic. So, growth. Doesn't matter how it gets there. I mean, it does, but, like, you know, he got there. 
All right, and buzzwords. How is B doing? I think. I think. What's that gif? You're in danger, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Everything's fine. I don't know, B. Yeah. I don't know if I would take Prilkop's word for it. He's been wrong so often. You know what? Just I can't. He's just rolling with it, though. I I like him. Bloom where you're. I appreciate his him. optimism in the jail. Even if and, he's fucking yeah. wrong, I appreciate an optimist. So going you know what he's just i just wish that he had some kind of like regret or sorrow at some of his choices but he just really you can't live life like that though like things happened why does he need to dwell in it like he can't change the things that already happened for self-improvement for self-improvement and to not touch people's feet he's been alive for a very long time if he had regrets they would pile up and yeah Every character in this book has made mistakes. Why are we hating on Prilkop for, Prilkop for making the disaster? a mistake? Yeah, does he does. Does predate the disaster? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's old as shit. You know who Prilkop does not predate is the Brighton Tickler. <laughs> Do you know about the Brighton Tickler? Is this a person that would break into your home and touch your feet while you were sleeping? I don't want to talk about That's it. That's correct. Ew, I don't want to talk about it. In Brighton, Massachusetts. Ew. Is that where the ankle grabber story came from and why I had to sleep in the very middle of my bed for like three years as a child? Yes, I live alone. We can't be talking <laughs> no, about he, this. No, the Brighton Tickler was relatively recent. He was, oh. well, we were probably <laughs> in college, just out of college in Brighton. Striking. Oh, when I was in I... college, we had Tyrone the Fondler. Tyrone and he the was arrested. He was arrested. <laughs> no. The Brighton Tickler was never caught. Oh my god! Still tickling to this. Ours got hit by a car. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) He was hit by a car and arrested. And then when they came, like when the police came to the scene, he just started confessing that he was he was the fondler. And at that at that point, we had like no anyone any of anyone who lived in a home without any men in it. Like all men were like going to their girl like girls' friends' houses to like sleep because like he would just break in through the window and like touch you while you were oh, sleeping. Gosh. Remember? Like just anywhere. when Rachel at least I... the tickler just touched feet. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when Rachel and I were kids and my sister was with us, we were little little. Like Rachel and I were toddlers. We were asleep upstairs in a condo in a bedroom and Somebody yelled something, I guess my sister or somebody, and my parents came up and there was a man who had climbed up to the second floor window and was trying to break into the bedroom where we were. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not the, uh, not the only time uh, I had to endure people trying to break into that condo. It was a great place to grow up. What the fuck? There is a railroad exactly 14 feet from the back door. That's why my mom got a dog. And you know what she did? Fucking nothing. Oh, Annie. I forgot about Aww. Annie. Oh, she was cute. Baby. Anywho. Yeah, and when that one guy broke in, she was like, hey. She's like, hey, thanks for coming. <laughs> Would you like some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Pet me. Uh, okay. Reminder, our next reading section is going to be Assassin's Fate chapters 25 through 28. What percentage are um, we this... at? What percentage does chapter 25 put us at? Like we're 50? in the 60s. Oh, no, the 60s. That's too high. Hold on. Twenty-five puts us at fifty-eight percent. Wow. Yeah. We're getting to the end of the toilet paper roll, you guys. <laughs> Shit's about to get real. All right. Uh, this has been Bucky Radio. You can email us at Bucky Radio at Gmail and let us know who you think Molly is. 
what the best bluebird is and if you like pearl cop or not mm-hmm. i don't know what else we argued about but feel free Birds. to feel free to opine uh you can find me on the internet for now at darth rachel who knows in the future i'm Alyssa, and i am online at alissamainer.com and i want to hear more break-in stories if you were broken into <laughs> please send those Thanks. Uh, i i'm eli and you can find me at chewy bread cosplay i'm ashley and i'm on instagram at ladybird parker And I'm Joey, the first time audiobook listener. <laughs> He's, he finds, he he finds our content so very engaging. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's a late one and I'm fucking tired as hell. And I have yeah. negative 50 desire to do anything related to Selling Sunset right now because I just need to go. All right. We well, then next we'll time. just sign off, folks. <laughs> um talk to you next week. Bye!